Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This morning, he's done it. And he stands alone the summit of men's tennis. Rafael Nadal fights back to win the Australian Open final and set a stunning new record. Day one of school for Victorian kids, but will rapid antigen tests arrive on time? Help on the way, a billion dollars in relief for New South Wales businesses. Election setback, support for the coalition plunges to its lowest level in years. And flood ravaged towns in South Australia thrown a lifeline. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. You should never write off a champion. After a five-and-a-half-hour epic in the Australian Open final, 35-year-old Rafael Nadal has become the most successful men's tennis player of all time. The Spaniard rallied from two sets down against second-seeded Daniil Medvedev to win a record 21 Grand Slam titles. After 17 trips to Australia, Melbourne Park loves the Spanish King. Would you please welcome from Spain, Rafael Nadal. For his opponent, world number two Russian Daniil Medvedev, not as much. A win in Rafa's sixth decider down under would move him past Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic to a record 21 Grand Slam titles. He was on from the get-go. Oh, how did he win this point? Ten years younger than Nadal, Daniil Medvedev took the first set 6-2. Rafa's rhythm was halted by a protester. Oh, someone's, uh, we got a problem here. Holding up a sign saying stop refugee detention, the man was dragged off by security. Medvedev rallied to take the second after a thrilling tie-break. Oh, and he's got the pass. But we should know by now, never ever write off a champion. He's back in this final. The seesawing struggle made a game of tennis look like a boxing bout as each player traded blows. 30 seconds before the clock struck midnight, Rafa levelled the match. We're going five. This is a war of attrition. And when it reached 10 past one in the morning, history was made. It's 21 for Rafa, and he stands alone at the summit of men's tennis. An incredible achievement for someone recovering from shoulder surgery and COVID and was unsure whether he'd appear at all. 
You really don't know how, how much I fight to be here. I can't thank enough. I will say that maybe there is a chance that that's going to be my, <laughs> my last Australian Open. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. It's back to school today for thousands of Victorian children, face-to-face classes resuming with some safety precautions. The Education Department has confirmed every school will have free rapid testing kits by today, with staff and students asked to get swabbed at least twice a week. With a wildly infectious global pandemic on, then we just all have to be extra vigilant. Any child that is not well shouldn't be going to kinder, shouldn't be going to school. Classrooms will also be stocked with ventilators and air purifiers. New South Wales students will also head back to the classroom today and tomorrow. And as parents return to work, the state government is offering a $500 voucher for every primary school-aged child to be used for before and after school care. It's set to be a major boost for the childcare industry, which has struggled with low enrolments for the past two years. Meanwhile, New South Wales Health is under fire this morning for sending a text to positive COVID cases saying they can leave isolation if they don't have a sore throat runny nose, cough or shortness of breath. That line has since been removed from the standard message sent to people who test positive, with patients required to isolate for seven days. New South Wales Treasurer Matt Keane has hit out at the federal government, saying it failed to contribute to his state's billion-dollar business support package. But Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce has denied claims his government is penny-pinching. Well, I'm very disappointed. I was hoping to make this announcement standing beside the Prime Minister today and the Treasurer at Frydenberg, uh, but uh, they're not to be found. You just can't keep putting things on the credit card over and over and over again. It's less money for NDIS, less money for defence, less money for education, less money for health. Banks have praised the package, but some small businesses say it's too little too late. The coalition's prospects of winning the next federal election have taken a dive, with popular support for the party plunging. Let's go to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. It's the lowest it's been since the leadership spill. That's right, Jody. Good morning with Prime Minister Scott Morrison's approval ratings also taking a hit as the government counts down to an election. Prime Minister Scott Morrison hit by voter fury after the Omicron wave, a rising COVID death toll and anger over shortage of rapid antigen tests as the coalition records its worst results since September 2018 after the Malcolm Turnbull leadership spill. In the latest news poll results, support for Labor on a two-party preferred basis rose by three to 56 points, while support for the coalition fell to 44 points. As preferred Prime Minister, Scott Morrison fell by two points to 43, while Anthony Albanese climbed by five points. But while the polling suggests a Labor victory at the next election, Prime Minister Scott Morrison and the coalition will be hoping they can change voters' minds before they head to the polls. But with less than four months before the next election, Time is certainly running out. Jody. OK, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Flood-stricken towns in South Australia's far north have been given a lifeline with plane loads of food and other critical supplies to be delivered today. The Australian Defence Force is planning to drop 20 tonnes of supplies to the residents of Coobapedi, who've been cut off for seven days now. They say help can't come soon enough as they batten down the hatches for another deluge, 200 millimetres expected to fall in the coming days. 
A man's been arrested over a dangerous stunt on a streetlight in Perth. He was filmed perching on a pole before making a daring leap to a nearby pub roof. Police say he spent 20 minutes on the roof before they pulled him in through the top story window. The world's most advanced polar research vessel has arrived back in Australia after exploring Antarctica. The five-week mission was a success and scientists discovered a new underwater canyon thousands of metres below the surface. Antarctica. It's one of the few places left on the planet still largely untouched by humans. Where you can go to and you can see things that nobody's ever seen before. And for the past 39 days, these scientists have called this frozen land home. Noyenya, the Australian research vessel, has been scouring the ocean floor, discovering an underwater glacial cannon on the eastern part of the frozen continent, taller than Mount Kosciuszko. That's about 2,200 metres deep and about 55 kilometres long. But that wasn't all. Part of our mission was to deploy two helicopters to Davis Station and in doing that we uh, managed to deliver 20 sling loads of, uh, of cargo and people to the station. As well as supplying nearly a million litres of fuel to keep the Casey station up and running. Excitement amongst the, uh, the expeditioners at those Antarctic stations is, was really... Um, this morning, Noyenya returned to Australia, its crew back on solid ground in Hobart. Everybody's pretty tired, but also pretty excited to be back. But there's little time to rest, with Noyenya heading back to Antarctica early next month. We'll be doing a voyage uh, down to Davis and Macquarie Island for resupply, so um, not so much science on this voyage. As Australia leads the charge in better understanding what's really beneath the ice. What it can achieve is extraordinary. We're just finding that out. I think the future's looking pretty bright. Matthew Carstunen, 7 News. There's been a surge in the number of Australians suffering gut health problems during the pandemic. Dietitians say stress is partly to blame, with poor mental health and physical health also contributing factors. Daniel Bosco suffers from Crohn's disease. It makes you feel pretty awful. It can impact mental health. It can impact your ability to, to exercise, uh, even to function properly at work. The 47-year-old is one of 5 million Australians with known gut health issues, but dietitians say cases are on the rise thanks to the pandemic. COVID-19 has definitely changed our practice. Pretty overwhelmed with the number of patients we're seeing. They say it's a result of increased stress, a change in diet and a lack of exercise. And more Australians are finding time to book in for a checkup. People seem to be more interested in looking after themselves, getting on top of their health. The gut health is the centre of all health. It's literally the centre of your body and it is central to your physical and mental health. The most common problems found, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease and reflux disease. Sometimes it's obvious that there's something wrong if you're getting a lot of pain and discomfort and very obvious bloating. But the symptoms aren't always obvious. The warning not to self-diagnose or cut certain foods out of your diet. Instead, see a dietitian for treatment. It was having all these extra effects uh, on my life that I didn't realise at the time. So seeing a dietitian was really important. Sarah Jones, 7 News. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones finished the week on a high up 1.65%. The Nasdaq was also up. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,790 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 87 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 69.98 US cents, 80.5 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken will visit Australia next month for security talks with the crisis in Ukraine high on the agenda. Russia has placed troops, tanks, artillery and missiles near Ukraine's border but denies it plans to invade. Meantime, NATO's Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg says there are no plans to deploy combat troops to Ukraine because the country is not a NATO ally. Tens of thousands remain without power after an intense winter storm battered the U.S. east coast. Five states declared weather emergencies as heavy snowfall and high winds blasted the region. The system smashed major cities including Philadelphia, New York and Boston. Hurricane-strength winds forced thousands of flights to be cancelled across the weekend. North Korea has conducted what is thought to be its biggest missile launch since 2017. The missile reached an altitude of 2,000 kilometres before coming down in the Sea of Japan. The US, Japan and South Korea have all condemned the launch. It's North Korea's seventh this month. Hundreds of people have attended a memorial ceremony in Northern Ireland to mark the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. Irish Prime Minister Michael Martin laid a wreath for the 13 civil rights protesters who were shot dead by British soldiers. Relatives of those killed and injured took part in a remembrance walk, retracing the steps of the original march. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have weighed in on the Spotify furor, expressing concern about COVID misinformation on the streaming giant's platform. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester in Los Angeles. Good morning, Tim. Will Harry and Meghan ditch their mega deal with Spotify in protest? Certainly not yet, Jody. Good morning to you too. And they're likely to cop some criticism for that, you'd think, uh, given that others, including Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, have both committed uh, to drop their music from Spotify. Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex releasing a statement saying, last April, our co-founders began expressing concerns to our partners at Spotify about the all-too-real consequences of misinformation on COVID. We've continued to express our concerns to ensure changes to the platform are made and we look to Spotify to meet this moment but this is it, are committed to continuing our work together as it does. It means they are planning to stay with Spotify, having signed on in December 20 for a deal for an undisclosed amount, despite the fuss being caused by Joe Rogan, uh, the contentious podcaster whose $100 million deal with Spotify stands, notwithstanding some music artists saying that he has been too open to COVID misinformation. So, uh, protests, if you like, from uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, but maintaining uh, their podcast deal with Spotify. Jody. Okay, Tim Lester, thank you. 
More sport now, and Rafael Nadal has survived a five-and-a-half-hour epic to defeat Russian Daniil Medvedev and win the men's Australian Open final. At 35 years old and with 21 Grand Slam titles to his name, he becomes the most successful men's tennis player of all time. The Spaniard rallied from two sets down, and at the end, the smile said it all. And he stands alone at the summit of men's tennis. You really don't know how, how much I fight it to be here. I can't thank enough. He wins the title 13 years after his first. Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic both took to social media to con- commend their rival. The Matildas have suffered a major setback as they prepare to co-host the Women's World Cup, downed by South Korea at the last gasp in their Asian Cup quarter-final clash. In the 87th minute and after multiple refereeing controversies, a late strike from Ji So-yoon sealed their fate. Trying to create the space and now Ji goes and shoots and scores with three minutes left to play. It's a cruel blow for the Matildas after dominating the group stage and up until that point they'd conceded just one goal. The Wanderers have sacked under-fire coach Carl Robinson after the side's crushing 3-0 loss to the Brisbane Roar on Saturday. The club made a brief statement saying he'd been relieved of his duties and it hasn't yet picked picked a replacement. Western Sydney is languishing in second last on the ladder with just one win from seven matches. Speculation is rife he's planning to retire, but NFL legend Tom Brady has reportedly told his club, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he hasn't made up his mind yet. His company tweeted and later deleted a post confirming the news, and Brady's father has since said he hasn't made a final decision. The 44-year-old quarterback has won seven Super Bowls in a career spanning 22 seasons. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, the monsoon trough will generate heavy rain and gusty storms in the tropics in the northwest near a deepening low. A trough over the interior and southeast will trigger showers and storms over inland South Australia and western New South Wales and Queensland. Onshore winds will bring showers to southern WA and northeastern New South Wales. Around the capitals today, a possible shower in Brisbane, heading for a top of 32 degrees. Possible shower, 29 in Sydney. A shower or two, 29 as well in Canberra. Humid and partly cloudy in Melbourne, a top of 30. Humid and sunny in Hobart, 25. Mostly sunny, heading for 35 degrees in Adelaide. Mostly sunny in Perth as well, 34 degrees the top. And showers and a possible storm, 31 in Darwin.